Are you a legitimate car enthusiast or just a <gasps> mechanic? These guys' interpretation of what a car enthusiast is, is they're always working on them. Mm. It's always broken. And if you're not <laughs> fixing it yourself, you're not a car enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. I think you're Mechan like if you mechanically like, enthusiastic about yeah, cars. Yeah, <laughs> mechanically enthusiastic. If you love working on them, wow. that's a whole nother thing. Welcome back to another episode on Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. And I'm Rob. Wow, I feel like we haven't so seen smooth. Rob. That was smooth. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've been on oh the podcast. Oh my gosh, like a month or something. Yeah. The people have missed you, Rob. Well, <laughs> we've had inquiries. Wow. Yes. Wow. Um, if you do not know, we have uh, been at SEMA, or we were at SEMA. The last podcast we shot was at uh, the SEMA show 2023 um, with uh, Industry Garage. So that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was great getting to talk to them about their SEMA show. Sorry, if this is your first time watching, we're an automotive shop, a Trick Factory Customs, based here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, yeah, this is an automotive podcast where we talk about cars and have interesting opinions at times that mm. uh, some people might find offense. <laughs> <laughs> some people might. Yes. Um, but uh, on this episode, we might also be... Um, offending some people as well or i think maybe i don't even know if you call that offending I, I'm, I'm thinking that we don't go out of our way to to like offend purposefully anybody. try to offend people but yeah. <laughs> it's tim has a very strong opinion yes <laughs> elvis <laughs> is usually completely opposite and i'm kind of always kind of digging yeah. in the middle here yeah but i think this one uh, it's gonna be kind of we're both i don't know i think i'm in line with what Tim is going to talk about today. I don't know. What are we talking okay. about so today? So we are going to be discussing uh, who is a car enthusiast. Or what makes a what car makes enthusiast. A car what enthusiast. makes a car enthusiast. Yes. Because well, we've um, been at this for, what, a year doing podcasts. And if you read the comments, it seems that out in the internet realm, there is a very specific definition of what a car enthusiast is. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm I'm looking forward to digging yes, into this yes. topic then. So it's, I don't I don't read any of the comments. So I want to oh, I want to hear what Rob. you guys are. <laughs> so in the comments finding if, out there. If you're going to war with somebody in the comments, it's almost 95% of the time it's me. Elvis <laughs> <laughs> yes. does respond to some, Rob responds to none, but when that it's we go to war, it's If you see any me. battles happening in the comment yeah. section, it's Tim that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I I did comment one not offensive, but it was an interesting comment. That was the, I think I just read that one. And it was probably the strongest worded one I've ever seen you <laughs> <laughs> reply to. I was like, holy Elvis grew a pair. Look at yeah. this. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I was just fed up with the guy. Oh, I forgot what they even talked about, but it was about the EV swap or something like that. And oh, because you had mentioned in the video that like for the last three months. And yeah. Like, That's why everything at, El at SEMA is shit is because you like, build it in three months. It's like, no, 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 no. We started building this car a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, I strongly put my points down for the guy. So I don't know if he ever responded, but. I don't think he did. Okay, as did. usual. How, uh, how did you respond? Um, I forgot, but I just told him fact for fact. We started working on the G-Wagon, which we took to SEMA in 2023 in february because we were under what do you call it embargo embargo i don't media know embargo. media embargo like an nda basically. so we couldn't post uh the g the, the evg wagon uh that we were working on while we we're working on it and so yeah so we just started posting all the videos so i guess people thought we just started working on the car 
Um, and so I uh, expressed my opinions, but try to do it in a very, I didn't really, I didn't insult him or anything, but I just stated the points and the facts as they were. Mm. So, But the guy had mentioned why they think, why SEMA builds were janky and Elvis called them out. Yeah. It's like, you want to explain what's janky? Yeah. <laughs> what's janky about this? We literally took the whole car apart and it was a frame off affair. So mm-hmm. I made him very clear about that. And so I guess he never responded. So, well, I mean, to this person right here, you know, they have a point, you know, regarding like a lot of things that do show up there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this year, though, there was not very much of it. No. No. Not I, like I, the I, previous time. I almost feel like that, 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 you know, that past reality I of think, what made SEMA cars kind of, you know, synonymous with jank was, I think it's coming to an end too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we see it, we've actually seen it progress over the last several years, how, you know, that stuff is no longer acceptable. And, and, and in a place where you're like you're going to SEMA, it's like industry. It's an industry peer sort of place, and yes. you don't want to represent your business in that respect. So I think a lot of people are on board. Like no more jank. The whole Bluetooth. Well, I think a lot of it though is like is disconnect to an end. is. It's not a car show. Exactly. So there is going to be parts and pieces missing, and maybe they did it intentionally. You don't know for sure. Some stuff is janky, one hundred percent, and there's mm-hmm. some bad stuff. But a lot of these stuffs are just platforms to show products and they're yeah, never yeah. intended to be finished. Yeah. So I was like, that's that is a big disconnect. I think, I think like general public probably has the big disconnect on that like level right now. You there. going in, you thought it was a car show, mm. but it's a trade show. Yes. So it's very different than what people think it is. And then it's an easy thing to hate on like, Oh, see my cars, fucking junk. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's more about the products the talent the ability and selling yourself than it is trying to win like yeah. you can't win SEMA no no you know what I mean I mean they do give like battle the, of the they builders have the battle of the builder things and that is a respectable thing to sort of to try and earn is yeah. that yeah. but that's not really what SEMA is about mm-hmm. and our buddies are JH I think it's JH Restorations the guys that did the Mercur uh, RS4TI or something. RX4TI. Those guys are awesome. They're Canadian and they I think they won the uh they won class, a little bit their class. Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't win sport the overall. Compact. Yeah, Sport yeah. Compact, which was really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, that car is yeah. glorious. Like when I saw that thing, I was like, yes, like this is noise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, they do a lot of work to that thing. So. Yeah, that's cool. We're Did fully we? back now to uh shop things and so we i feel like we were working on the g-wagon for the most part everyone was like consolidated on that project and worked on it and uh i think it turned out great we had a lot of great responses featured on top gears website which was pretty cool um and uh it got a lot bigger response than i anticipated me too honestly because i mean it's super nice and we did it in a way that it was meant to look oem but the amount of people that actually recognized it and appreciated it was pretty crazy mm-hmm. yeah it kind of shocks me a little bit too i mean like you said we were trying to we were playing around with like the design language of mercedes g-wagon and that was a really important part of the build and for us we're usually going like way more radically custom than that so it was it was really hard to dial back sort of the level of customness when you're like you're solving problems in a, in a custom 
And to work towards that, that was a really big challenge. And with that, I kind of, kind of was hard to, to, I almost didn't really feel like I had as deep of a connection mm. in the build, like, but it did turn out really well. I think the whole team kind of, kind of came together and created something pretty nice. And I know for a fact that our customers absolutely absolutely oh, yeah. stoked about he's it lo- he's so i mean it. at the end of the day like that's the that's the end game for us as a functioning business is to create that you know we built something that he absolutely loves and uh moving forward i hope we get to do a lot more of them and well, i think the plan is definitely to i think do that, that was the significance of that project is it wasn't a sema build it was built for a customer it's right. just a build that we took to sema yeah and it did really well and i think Having the motivation of SEMA definitely helped because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a goal. It's, you got to get there. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty Oh, cool. it helped push us through, yeah. right? Like, because like, we Then we you have a hard deadline because, like, we're guilty of it all the time. And we've been talking about it recently. It's like we go too deep on all these things all the time. So it's almost good to have a hard stop. Yeah. Like, it, it needs to be done by here. Otherwise, we just keep going and going and going. And it's like we're our worst enemies. <laughs> Because yeah. everything you because, do, you gotta try to, yeah. you know, it's just the nature of what we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're always just trying to like express ourselves in that creative way, and like we just happen to chose cars and motorcycles kind of as our outlet. So we're always just trying to up the ante every single time. It's just the nature of who we are as people. Yeah, which sucks. <laughs> it, it, it's, it has its ups and downs <laughs> a lot of the times, and it's really, really hard. It's really hard to sort of find that happy medium sometimes this one was a challenge this one was a challenge that g-wagon was was pretty cool yeah well we got it there got it to SEMA. still has a bunch of stuff that need to we have to add additional modules uh to the g-wagon and well we gotta take care of like creature comforts and a few other little things to make it a fully functioning vehicle like because there was parts that we couldn't get in time Mm -hmm. luckily we were able to drive it in and drive it out and everything was fully functioning it's just now it's just literally a handful of creature comforts Mm -hmm. that we gotta yeah we gotta sort out so sweet yeah i mean and but the end the end of the day that project went to sema drove in and out and it had zero jank yep so that was yeah, which is really cool. really important to us because people were looking underneath too. Yeah, people got crazy. They're laying on the <laughs> yeah, floor. lay underneath like, ooh, look, this thing actually looks pretty yeah. cool. I think because of the the culture behind that is like all these SEMA fails pages and like now you literally have a team of people that are looking yes actively trying to. So I mean, we beat all those guys. Find they're jank. laying under there. They're checking drive line <laughs> angles. They were checking everything, and they come out and they're like. This thing is really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't ask for a better, you know, sort of accolades than that. Mm-hmm. When when the haters can't hate, no, nope. you're doing good. Yeah. And, and these okay. and these potential haters, these are all our peers. These yeah. are all people that do similar things. They're they're in the automotive industry. They're do trying to push the boundaries of, you know, what's possible in creation, yeah. and for them to to go, you know, and and find like zero things wrong with it. I chalked that up as a huge win. It's oh, yeah. a big W. Yeah, I think true and true. The guys at Revolt and like a bunch of all the other EV guys too, they were saying like this was the best EV at the show. Like built 
because it was the EV was only a part of the build. I think we talked about this with Industry Garage. Yeah. Yeah. The EV was not the center of the build. Like it was built around so many, like there were so many other things that contributed to yeah. that. EV was just a part. And so I think- Yeah, because it's a total package, right? Yeah. A, a vehicle, these these automobile thing, these, what we're creating is a complete package. It's not just one thing or another. It is everything together. Yeah. Which I think brings a lot of the reason why EVs have a bad name. Yeah. Because yeah. we right talked now. about it quite a bit. Like a lot of the EV guys there, they're like, we spoke to about on the last one is like, they're EV guys. They're not car builders. Mm-hmm. So now that car builders and EV guys have gotten together, the products are starting to look and perform mm-hmm. properly. But before, they were not the best. They were yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. Down to the topic, fine. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of a recap. I was actually enjoying that. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Well, yeah, we could talk about this for a long time. Um, but this does tie into the whole next topic. Yes. Because right away, that subject is so polarizing. And if you do appreciate it, you immediately are ejected from the conversation. So what is the topic? Who is a car enthusiast? Who and what makes a Who car enthusiast? What? So mm-hmm. right away, if we're going to jump this thing off, if you like EV cars, you're not a car enthusiast. Yep. You're out. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're off the list. That, that's what some say. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So. Some say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I disagree with that entirely. A lot of people say that actually. Like, really? I feel like that's almost the general consensus. It's like from at least what we've seen from uploading or from our conversations about EV on the podcast and from chatting with some of these EV guys, the comment section is a disaster. Like, is that right? Yeah. Some there's like definitely some people that are like, okay, this is actually cool. Like they're fast, but it's like they don't think you're a car enthusiast just because and you're immediately dismissed yep. in a very abrupt way like not only are you dismissed like you're not a car person you're a piece of shit yeah oh wow, <laughs> wow. The, car, your the car is a piece of <laughs> shit <laughs> you're gay and your car oh. is a piece of shit yes. <laughs> I know. it's very shit. very interesting yeah and uh, I, yeah and so i feel like that so what are your thoughts about people that say those things or those comments that EV people or people that like EVs are not car people. I mm. think they definitely have a lack of experience. How so? Just even in experiencing different vehicles. So like we're all pretty lucky in the sense that we've got to experience an extremely broad range of vehicles. So when you're making that comparison, it's like, it seems like these EV guy hater guys are all comparing it to the same car. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a 69 Camaro with a big block. So it's like, that's not a great car. And I can tell you, you've never driven one because they're not a great car. And even people that own them know they're not great cars. Mm-hmm. That's why you have all these companies like Roadster Shop and all these different guys like to keep going back to them. But, you know, they set the bar. Now these cars are great cars, but those aren't the cars you're comparing this EV car to you're it's a dinosaur yeah and they're not good and i can tell half the time in the comments that you haven't driven anything good so where you're getting your opinion from is just a place of i don't even know what would you call it no i think where a lot of people i think get their opinions from is just it's an it's an obvious yeah yeah ignorance ignorance, but also it's opinion it's yeah it's like 
the default thing for every car enthusiast is like, oh, EV cars suck. My own, uh, what's it called? ICE, internal combustion engines, are the way to go. Even young people, I, I think that's like. one of the things that falls into this category of car enthusiasts that we're about to talk about. It's like one of the obvious defaults. Like, you can't be this unless you share this opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, I don't know. <laughs> like, I had that opinion. Mm-hmm. But now it's become undeniable. Yep. And then now having built one, it's not as easy as just putting a battery motor in the front motor. and a battery in the back. It's not. It's it's an entirely new thing to try to learn. Mm-hmm. And then the packaging side of it is almost as much or more complicated than a normal car. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy. It's like they literally. Yeah, no, it has it has its own, own challenges. inherent challenges that make it more challenge. It's it's definitely not easy. I mean, and it's dangerous shit. Like I've heard some stories and like I've seen a couple of little quick videos of of shit kind of going bad and it's it could be really really dangerous people could die yeah no you know so you gotta take this shit seriously the guys at industry garage tim was also saying that the day <laughs> that they were about to leave that they had a situation where i think the batteries or a cable one of the battery cables arced on the body of the car oh <laughs> Dang. and he yeah. was like yeah he told the guy I was like you, you okay is everything fine because yeah it could be catastrophic yeah. it's i think it's a lot less it's a lot more of a risk risk and a hazard than an internal combustion engine is too so um yeah but it is very interesting seeing both seeing both sides or seeing the car people that are just full all out okay sure an internal combustion engine sounds bit like the sound is always it's always going to be better well you you fall in love with you with what you know yeah you know, if we've only ever known internal combustion engines. Plus, and it, it they're, caters they're awesome. to all of your senses. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when you have an EV car, you're losing one of those senses. <laughs> I think it's more than one you're losing, actually. Yeah, probably. So I think that's, you know, but it heightens your senses to other things. Yes. You're able to focus on other aspects of the car, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Like, as soon as the single biggest thing is you get in and the thing just like plants you and you, you don't hear anything. No. It's a wild sensation. Yeah. So because you get to focus solely on the acceleration of it. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty wild. Yeah. But I think it also awakens some other senses. Like, for example, like the tension that your tires are there, like tire noise, all the little things or any rattles that might be there or might have might have been there before that the internal combustion engine might have drowned out you mm-hmm. hear all of that mm-hmm. and so it's like it's a very different and even the ev race car i mean we're just talking about this is not an ev episode but no. just even the for example like the ev race cars like those things sound insane like it just sounds like i was listening to some like lmp like uh hybrids i think and all oh, the hybrid starts? oh my gosh oh, that's the coolest it's like it's thing like ever. ev and then whoom, the way it like kicks yeah. in the the yeah. gas motor like the cadillac one yeah. especially is yeah, so that's good. the craziest sounding mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah but, yeah i think that uh one should appreciate you know both camps ev as well as industrial uh, not industrial internal combustion engines Mm-hmm. I think if you don't, you're kind of be just being ignorant because they're both they're both good and they're both bad and you know 
And then, I think they're just different. Yeah, it's just it. different. Yeah, people are afraid of change. And then <laughs> speaking, okay, so we're moving on from the EV part. Let's yeah. let's just go to the one that rich guys are not car guys. Like oh, that. Okay, I think we should set the baseline okay. of yes. what a car enthusiast is. Yes, based on the internet. Yes, it's you have to be working on your car almost every day. Yep, yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't have any outside help whatsoever. <laughs> And you're not allowed to have any money. Yes. Oh, that part. Yeah. You're not you, allowed to have any you money. You can't have any money. If you spend any kind of money in any way, you're immediately not in car enthusiasts. Yep. Which probably leads into what you're about to talk about, how if you have a certain amount of resources and you're able to purchase things beyond your abilities, immediately you're just a rich asshole mm -hmm. and you're not, no longer a car enthusiast. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. I think that is a huge... And... You can't have any car that starts out good. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have the least lowest performing car. Crappiest thing. Crappiest yeah, yeah, car yeah. and then make it faster than a good car. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's how the Netflix show, I forgot what it was called. What that was what it was based on of seeing if your supercar can, be, can beat uh, or seeing if your home built car can beat. That's a, literally uh, based off the Internet, because yeah. in that show, supercar. the premise of that show is it only has to be better in one single aspect of performance mm -hmm. and that's a straight line yeah but like you look at the super crazy turbo civic that and he ended up losing i know he didn't even he finish. didn't even finish which yeah. is the reality of most of what that is and they can i'm eight million views i'm still waiting for you guys to send me the breakdown of this <laughs> super reliable thousand horsepower civic still waiting 720s which is good at all kinds of things still beat him mm -hmm. but there's no corners there's no curb appeal like we all build crazy cars for curb appeal like let's be real we're not tracking our cars three no. times a week <laughs> we're not drag racing our car every single weekend none of these things like i would say probably 50 60 70 percent of our builds are for curb appeal yep like we're literally building it because we want to be cool and that's to other it. dudes. So other dudes. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we think it's to get chicks, but no. you don't get chicks. You just get dudes. Yeah. And then that's like every time we have a conversation, like you're going to take that to the track. Like you're not taking it to the track. He's not taking it to the track. Every time I've been to the track, there's like six other guys at the track. So the per actual percentage of these car enthusiasts is pretty damn low. Mm -hmm. So, and then as soon as you call them out, they all fade away. And how many have I converted? As soon as I call them out. <laughs> They're like, oh, became a fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and they have these car enthusiasts. It's never their car. It's always a buddy's car. Oh, like I know like, a guy. Like literally thousands of comments. And it's like two people like, oh, you want to build? Here's the build breakdown for my buddy's car. He makes 500 horsepower. It's like, what about your car, you mouthpiece? <laughs> I want to hear about yours. And then, so let's go back to this rich people are not car enthusiasts thing mm -hmm. uh, because i've seen it so many times so many comments like oh, anytime anybody buys speed or like buys a supercar or something it's almost like they're dismissed as oh it's just you, you're not you, a real car you're enthusiast. not a real yeah. car enthusiast because you didn't build it and i'm like Psh. man i disagree with that like instantly right away i mean our 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 current customer back to the g volt the yep. g wagon this man just happens to be a man of means and he just happens to be a huge enthusiast. Probably of one of the craziest. This guy car goes out and uses his stuff ten times more than any of us do by Very like true. a lot. 
because like he has guy's... time and resources to do so. Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, there's always going to be like, we listen to other podcasts, Roaster Shop, all these guys, and I listen to these guys that are building these crazy cars, and it's a small percentage of them that are taking them to car shows. The rest of them, you don't ever see these cars again. Mm-hmm. But the guys that own the cars are like, he owns a crane company. This guy owns a fabrication company. This guy makes doors and windows. And they take all that money and, and they put bring into it the into our industry, industry mm-hmm. and create these cars that we all lust after and set the bar. And it's we not inspired. the guy. Yeah, they inspire us. Like, I'm inspired. But, and then you can even talk about, like, oh, I appreciate, you know, the guy at home building it in his garage, the small guy. That guy's using those same cars as inspiration, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. 100% mm-hmm. he is. Like, so, yeah, your argument might be valid that, yeah, I, I prefer a garage builder. Yeah, your garage builder is aspiring to be something greater, too, and it generally comes from that place. Mm-hmm. And when we're building cars, if you're at home building your own car in your garage, that's amazing. That mm-hmm. You're a car enthusiast. I appreciate every single bit of it. Respect. But you're not pushing the industry. You're not bringing... You know, like maybe the handful of guys bring a little bit of innovation, but it's like when the rest of us get opportunity and get resources and funding from a lot of the times outside sources, outside the car community to push and create awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily these guys, but those guys dismiss. Like as soon as you have money, you're immediately dismissed. How many times do we get it on this podcast alone? Like, fuck these rich assholes. Mm. It's like, buddy, I've been grinding at this since I was like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's not just, and the biggest part of my rant is, and I've called out a hundred of these kids. Even if I gave you a million dollars and said, here, build a car, <laughs> you wouldn't know what to no. do with yourself. No. You, uh, like build your best car, just you and this million dollars. I want to see what you come up with. Mm-hmm. Is it as easy as you think it is? No. no. How many hours have we spent just designing a part and then go check it? Ugh, doesn't work. Go back, make a couple adjustments, Mm -hmm. go back. It's like, it it takes a lifetime to get here. Yeah. And even talking about the million dollar thing, I feel like, same thing, even at the shop here, I am learning to build cars, but even with all of this stuff, Rob and Tim, they usually teach me how to use things because I like I see a even a car lift like a four post I'm like I don't know how to freaking operate this or like a what to call English wheel or all these little things or a press and all these things and I'm like yeah you can have those things but it doesn't still guarantee like you're gonna turn out with a great car yeah but it still happens every single day even between me and Rob mm-hmm. because we forget like we make stuff all the time I'll see Rob doing something like, why don't you use that thing Oh, <laughs> yeah, why don't I use that thing? Yeah. Because we've bought tons of things just as convenience items over the years, but you mm-hmm. just forget and you just get doing it the way you're doing it. And there's like, we've had to adapt in the last, what, year and a half to all these new technologies. And it's like, I don't know what's capable. I have to rely on other people. Like, we have a mechanical engineer now. It's like, what can we do? Can we make this work? And I want it to look like this and this and this. And then you'll come back like, oh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. But it's yeah it's a huge process and to be have it completely dismissed just (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think like um yeah just a little bit on the note of like uh like a richer person that uh, maybe they don't build a car you know by themselves that doesn't mean that they're less of a a car enthusiast a lot of times they're more of a car enthusiast 
maybe they just made better they just made different choices in life to pursue a different path like they chose a, a different career path or whatever and if they found success and they you know they could afford to pay someone to build them a car what if they actually know how to build cars because i know like our current customer i know he knows how to do the oh, job yeah. he talks about it all the time yeah. you're just like you're like wow <laughs> You actually, you know exactly what you're talking about. Like you've had your hands on, and I've seen him actually get his hands on. But I think that brings that a doesn't mean he's of less of a f- appreciation to what we do because yeah. he has tried it himself, and it's like I just don't have time, or I don't want to do this shitty part of the job. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pay you guys what you ask to do it for me. Yeah, and maybe maybe he has done that before, right? Maybe this this rich person has done that job before. They're like, you know what? I'm gonna get my hands in there. I'm gonna do the dirt work. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. I'm gonna pay these guys to do it. That yeah. doesn't mean he's less of an enthusiast. Very true. And it's funny you should mention that because not everyone likes working on cars. Regard so even if you're a car okay. enthusiast. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> so are you a legitimate car enthusiast? Or just a shitty mechanic. No, like, so. I think that's the difference. Because you look at, you know, we have a bunch of people in our circle that have multiple cars. Mm-hmm. They're out driving, enjoying their cars. I'm watching their feeds. He's got his Porsche on the coast of California. This guy's got his G-Wagon at the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. They're out enjoying their cars. They're car enthusiasts. They enjoy what their cars can do and what bring them. Mm-hmm. These guys' interpretation of what a car enthusiast is, is they're always working on them. It's mm. always broken. And if you're not <laughs> fixing it yourself, you're not a car enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. I think you're, I don't know, mechanic enthusiast or yeah. what the hell yeah. do you call yeah. that? I actually got to wonder, I want to wonder, like, like, how enthusiastic <laughs> are they in that moment when they're always working on it? <laughs> mm. That is actually a very interesting point. Yeah, like, I feel like there should be like a, a separate word for that or like a word needs to be invented mechanic like if you mechanically like, enthusiastic about yeah cars. <laughs> mechanically enthusiastic if you love working on them wow that's a whole nother thing that mm-hmm. doesn't make you a car like what makes you a car enthusiast enjoying cars appreciating cars taking car like going to car shows yeah. looking at it, appreciating them what they are through design and their abilities and driving or working on cars. Yeah. But then I actually, I think it even goes a little bit deeper than that too, because on that note, what if you don't even drive one? What if you don't even, what if you've never even touched one? What if you're just a person that likes to look at them mm. or maybe you're an artist? Maybe you like to draw yeah, them. Say you're Ash Thorpe. Are you, are you not an enthusiast? Ooh, are you going to say that Ash that's Thorpe or Kaiza or any of these friends of ours are not car, are not enthusiasts? car enthusiasts? Yeah. Because they don't maybe walk on their cars. Or don't have tools or resources or, or desire to do it. Like they're super good at what they do. Oh yeah, they design amazing cars. They design cars. cars. Does that make them any less of enthusiasts because they don't change their own oil? Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, in the example of these guys, we know that they work on their own stuff too, but yeah. like, but that's a really, really valid point. Like if, if you love cars, are you not an enthusiast? Yeah. And then it goes on to the whole purist thing and those guys are haters and all that type of stuff. But I think... The purest thing, even I can understand the purest side of it. Because if you have done all these things, I think what creates a purist is janky parts. 
how? Well, because, because you don't want to fuck with it anymore. Yeah, you don't want to yeah, fuck with it anymore. Wanna... And you don't want problems. Oh. So you get those guys. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to use this white box part. I'm only going to use a Porsche part. Oh. Why? Because I know it works. Mm. And then it gets to a point where their car is and does exactly what in their mind it's supposed to do. Mm. Whereas the rest of us are custom guys. We're always trying to make it better and better and better. Like, that's our thing. That's what is our enthusiast standpoint is like, I want to take something and make it better mm-hmm. or my own or personalize it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily always have to be performance or speed or all these kind of things. It could just strictly be aesthetics. Yeah. But these guys, it's like, I fell in love with this mm-hmm. and I want it to stay like this. This is my thing. I'm only going to use whatever it was that made it this because as soon as, you know, maybe they've done all the things and it diminished it. And then they're now they're like, nope, I'm just going to keep it right here. Mm-hmm which I can appreciate too, because that is a very difficult thing to do. What is to not to modify to, to leave something? well enough alone, to leave well enough alone. <laughs> and especially yeah. if you get something that's non-current and you want to spend hours in forums and chasing these parts, original parts and pieces down for these cars, it's a whole nother thing. Mm-hmm. Like I do not enjoy it. It is not for me, but these guys, it's part of like a community like we got hit up afterwards with the G wagon, not to keep you know beating on that, but it's like even that community, a ton of other guys right away. Like I want one, I need to have one of those. And then I showed our customers like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> Why? Because they're within that community mm-hmm. and they're all talking together and swapping parts. And I can hit this guy up; he has one. Blah 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 blah. So they're super enthusiastic within their community, and probably more engaged than these other guys are. Mm-hmm. So, but in that thing, like you have to maintain relationships, you have to do all these things to extract the most value out of that, mm. to be able to maintain some of these vehicles, which is in a purest form. Me, I'm not that guy. I'll just make a new one or fix it or get a better, like something more modern. Like I'm not married to that sort of thing, but I have appreciation for it now for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause who do we get to reach out to? Nobody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. Anything else? Yeah, there's so much, man. Okay, Don't keep cut going. it short. Keep going, Don't man. Don't do it. <laughs> Let's hear your opinion. What makes a car enthusiast? No, You're in like, super enthusiastic. Yeah, I mean, a car, what makes a car enthusiast is there's a lot of things that make a car enthusiast. Like a person has to, of course, love cars. Like I guess the sight of them, like you said, Rob. Like mm-hmm. if someone just even likes looking at cars regardless of working on them or even owning them just looking at them yeah like if 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 that alone evokes an emotion yeah are you not an enthusiast i think you are i think you are an enthusiast even if they design cars and all that but don't build cars themselves i think they're also car enthusiasts absolutely also i just thought of one point too talking about again rich guys not being car enthusiasts or like buying speed or buying this like we talked about they also drive innovation because for example a company like mclaren makes a car but this guy that has the means buys it um people are element or people are emulating what companies like mclaren do but mclaren also does a lot of research and development and if people don't support them they're not a business anymore and so driving all of that innovation i think is key to i don't know leave room for growth and more development than innovation yeah because we're all trying to emulate something and we all take inspiration from Mm -hmm. things and it's generally those types of cars yeah 
whether you choose to recognize it or not, or not. it's like everybody Always. is taking inspiration from everything. Because that's like the pinnacle. Like and those cars even if your are inspiration the is, say you're the Turbo Civic kid. Yep. Not to keep beating on them. What's the bar in their world? Whether they choose to recognize it or not, it's a Lambo. Yep. The super the bar car. in their world is to beat a Lambo. Mm -hmm. There was no Lambos. What would you be trying to beat then? True. <laughs> What's the bar? Yeah. So what are you chasing? What at are you that chasing? Point? You're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. choosing to recognize just how formidable a Lamborghini is and made that your bar to try to beat. Mm -hmm. So in it's theory, your appreciation for the Lambo is way more than what you think it is because yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't make that statement without appreciating what a lambo is yeah exactly. very true mm -hmm. yeah and not everyone can afford a lambo and so it's like not yeah <laughs> that's, and so that's why people strive to do it to achieve lambo performance in a cheaper way without spending half a million bucks but also sometimes you end up spending almost that if you're doing it well yeah but you're only trying to beat a Lambo at one aspect of yeah. it. Yeah. So if you wanted to take the same said car and have it beat that Lambo at all aspects of its existence, I guarantee you it would probably cost you as a much or more. <laughs> all of a sudden, the Lambo would become cheap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that is such a good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, if yeah. you get that deep into like trying to emulate or you know become better than what you're shooting, your, your competition is you're going to spend a fortune mm -hmm. and you're like, man, I could have just bought a Lambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very interesting point. Mm. Anything else? There's a lot. There's still a lot. We have there's to talk still about, a lot, but we'll let them chew on okay. that for this. Okay. Week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, um, I'm assuming that the, whatever I post to Instagram is going to get a lot of, uh, interesting comments, but it's fine. So yeah. take the time to listen to the whole podcast. Cause it tends to, uh, you know, change people's opinions yeah i guess if they are listening this far then they've listened yeah, to they podcast, this far, so. they probably listened to our podcast before because they're so, waiting for one of us to say and some if any of shit. you are out there and you have made it this far thanks a lot thank you yeah, we yes. appreciate you. you all i'm guessing it's probably like one person or no i don't no know way, man. We had a lot of people that seem i actually say that's they enjoyed true. the podcast that is true very, very a lot more than i thought so thank you guys everyone that came to say hello and hi and all of that. Thank it's you guys cool. for coming up. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, we do enjoy doing these podcasts and we do try to like cover everything and kind of, you know, come at it from all perspectives. We try to, mm -hmm. you know, even when it causes havoc, I try yes. to take as much time as I can to have <laughs> proper conversations with people. Yeah. Some and people it, just want to be mad. Yeah. And very even true. though Tim may come across very opinionated, he is very open to your opinion, too. Yeah. And uh, you should try to change his mind. Yes, yes. Change his mind. Change my mind. <laughs> Just bring facts and I will, you'd be surprised how quickly I change my mind. Yes. So if you have facts based on everything that we've talked about that you're like, nah, you guys are terrible. You guys suck. Send us an email at uh, media at trickfactory.com. Yep. Present them. Yeah. Present your facts in paper and everything. Written documents, signatures. Yeah, we don't got to get too crazy. It's just got to make sense. Wow. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. And if it belongs to you, that's you get extra credit for that. Mm. I want to talk to the source. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Well, if you like this video slash podcast, give it a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you get your podcast, give it five stars so more people can see all the havoc that we cause every week. <laughs> So with yeah. that said, thank you guys for watching, listening. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Oh.